Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here. Sands Podcast, a Belly Up Sports Media Podcast. What is up, everybody? It's your boy Dave from the New Era Sands Podcast. I'd like to welcome you guys to episode four. Uh, geez, that's four episodes that we've done now, man. That's pretty cool. With me, uh, as usual, is Eric Sampson. You can find him on Twitter at Eric Sampson93. And our boy Philly, you can find him at Pilau. And you can find me at JD underscore Hockey Talks. I'd ask you guys how the week is going. I mean, personalized, it's probably great. But hockey-wise, holy shit, what a dumpster. I'm going to start with you, Eric. How's uh, how's your week? <laughs> uh, personal-wise, it's been fine. I, I don't have any c- complaints, really. But hockey-wise, man, it's it's been a, a rough week. I know you guys can't see it, but Phil's drinking tea. I'm assuming that's probably Irish tea. Uh, There's got to be something it, in there. No, I wish. It is a uh, cold 911 tea, courtesy of David Tease. No, no, no. Sorry. Shout out to them. How's your week been? Um, Good. I think I'm coming down with a cold again, so I'm trying to get some preventative measures in going, uh, so- i.e. drinking some tea. Uh, but Sunday was good, relaxed. Uh, helped my family set up their church for Christmas. Yesterday, I went to Toronto. Uh, to pick up material for work so my technicians at my window company can have work for the next two weeks before Christmas. Nice. And I missed the game yesterday because for the good chunk of the uh, the drive back, I didn't hit Ottawa Airwaves until like 9. So Do you, I, do you not have like iHeartRadio? I do, but we didn't have any Bluetooth in the, um, in the truck we were driving. The radio was oh. broken. Yeah, that's shitty. But I don't know if you, do you have kids, Phil. Mm-mm. Okay, I don't know if you ever want kids. If you're ever gonna have kids, but just uh, the fact that you've been sick twice in a month. If you ever have kids, get used to that shit, man. Like I don't think I've been healthy since my kid's been born. <laughs> you just you just learn to buy more boxes of Kleenex. Yeah. <laughs> usually, I have a strong immune system, but I uh, I do work with a with a few people who uh, who do have kids at home, so. And young oh, kids. You're just as fucked as toddlers. Yeah, yeah, 100%. So <laughs> when they bring it to the office, everybody gets sick. So fair enough. Uh, I don't know if you guys can see my new hat. I got a new sense hat. Oh, I yeah. like it. Yeah. Senators hockey, baby. Very nice. All right, let's jump into it. Uh, let's start with a recap of the Isles and the Panthers game. Um, you know what? I'm going to let you guys both go first on this. Eric, I want you to start with the Isles game and then jump into Panthers game first, and then we'll go to Phil right after. All right. Um, the Isles game, I honestly didn't think was that horrible. Um, yeah, we could have played better, but I mean, it, it, I wouldn't say it was t- one of their worst ones. Um, they honestly, they just need to get more. Sh- shots off and like quality shots. Um, I get more traffic in front of the net because 
they're not really doing that a whole lot. Um, and of, of course, the defensive structure is just garbage as it's usually been. Um, but as for the Panthers game, oh god, um, <laughs> um I, I honestly don't even know where to start for that one. Um, they they just the only person who really showed up for that game was Corpsalo. Besides that, the, the team was flat. That they had no energy. They c- couldn't connect on it, anything, and the the game t- was essentially just well. It wasn't all fights, but it it was a very a very feisty game. The third period, essentially, two lines had got ejected. I th- I believe there was only only a. a Eleven players remaining. If on like each each team, if 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 I'm not mistaken, um, the is is the third period, which is a shit show. Um, that's yeah, that's p- pretty much my, my summary. To be honest, I've seen bombs go off in movies that left less of a mess than last night's fucking game. But exactly, that was fucking horrible. All right, Philly, you seen you well, so you watch the Isles game. But I'm yeah. sure you've seen like the highlights from last night's game, and you've heard all this shit. Give me your take on the last two games. <laughs> well, uh, looking through and seeing Sportsnet recap, uh, uh, just looking through and whatever there, like I don't understand how Ottawa could not uh, come out with a victory when your opponent only has four healthy D on the ice towards the end of the game. Right, I know Ottawa has. We fought back with. Now we only have one unhealthy D with Shabby being out, but uh, that should have been something that hey, DJ should have said timeout. They're down now. They got four D. They have to rotate and play the rest of the game. We're gonna put these good guys out. We're gonna tire them out, and hopefully that will translate to quality shots, better opportunities to score, and a chance to win. And not nothing like that happened. I watched the recap a little bit on the bus from yesterday's game, and I noticed that when all the team has their like when they're down and they just give up, they're like a dog with their tail between their legs. They have no drive, they have no nothing, and they're like, "Well, we're done now." And they make stupid mistakes like McEwen elbowing Kachuk. Thankfully, only a fine, but. Uh, then you end up having complete melee go out and you end up being down half your team, right? Like you said, there's 11 players on, I think, Florida's bench and 10 on Ottawa's. So it's not how you want to end a game, especially being down like 4 nothing or 5 nothing at that point. And what I think is crazy is uh, how the referee's like two minutes for for – you know, roughing two minutes for this. Everybody gets a game as conduct on the ice. <laughs> that 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 ref is gonna forever be legendary. I won't. Even, I I like that he did it. I won't lie. I thought it was hilarious. But um, one thing that really bothered me yesterday was you get a four minute power play, and uh, Florida gets as many shots on their PK as we did on the four minute power play. Uh, that really pissed me off. The boys came out looked like they. I, one of the first things I tweeted when I watched the the first period was it looks like they went out drinking the night before or something. Um, there was no energy. 
a lot of anger is pretty much it. And then when you even like Corpus Salo, there was a mix up with the D there, and he's like yep. smacking his stick on the ice, pissed off, like come get the fucking puck. Like he was so pissed. And I don't blame him. Like he's he's probably been one of the better players. That, I mean, his record, his goals against won't show it. But man, our D has left him hanging so many times. It's ridiculous. Like it's I don't understand how you could leave him up to hang like that. It's so bad. Um, the Islander game, same thing. I don't think it was too bad. It was a loss, blah, 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 which came back from a week's long. But, like, this scheduling doesn't help. And I'm not blaming the scheduling by any freaking means. Like, I'm really not. Like, they sucked. But, like, at the same time, like, like they couldn't have found a game when they got home from Sweden to play between, you know, when they got home and that Friday, you know, or, or like, today, for or, like, sorry, yesterday, we don't play again until Friday. Like, what a shit schedule it's been. Um, but yeah, let's, let's move on. Um, Ottawa got booed off the ice in Florida. Um, the last time something like this happened, Brady was very vocal about it. I don't think he's going to, he's going to say shit this time. He didn't say anything yesterday. They deserve to be booed off the ice. Even though I hate seeing it, they deserved it. Uh, Eric, what do you, uh, what do you make of them getting booed off the ice? I, I mean, I, I can't blame the fans for doing it. They, when you give them shit effort why would they reward that it, it, it just doesn't make any sense so i mean if 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 i was a player i'd, I'd be expecting to be booed with a game like that phil booed off the ice for the second time this season what's your thoughts I, on I was at, uh i was at the first game that happened and the boos were warranted same with the fire dj champs I am guilty. I will say that the the last game I was at, I tried helping start those chants in my section. Uh, and this is a results-driven sport. If you're not putting results on up on the board, you're not winning, you're not dominating games. We've shown over the last few seasons, especially the last two, that this fan base is very vocal, which is not a bad thing. It just shows that we're passionate. We want our team to win. We want what's best. And on paper, like we have a pretty, pretty good team. Uh, if everything, if everybody performs well, I'd say we're elite. But I won't put that uh, in stone. But it's warranted. They deserve the boost. They deserve getting booed off the off the ice. The G- fire DJ chants deserve to be strewn throughout the arena, night in and night out. So you're Give kind of in the game. Yeah, you're in the same boat as Eric. You, they deserve yeah. it. Yeah, hundred percent. Agreed. I I agree with both of you. Um, again, this management's been doing it for 17 games. We've been doing it for seven years, um, and they need to understand that we've been frustrated a lot longer than they have, and maybe that's why they haven't pulled the trigger on anything. But that's why we're so eager to pull the trigger on something. But the, we'll we'll get into that in a little bit. Obviously, yeah. the fans are really frustrated with the poor play. No changes have been made. Uh, the players like DJ, but I feel like the players aren't responding to DJ. And I said this to you guys before recording. I'll say it again, that DJ not losing the locker room is equivalent of having a high school teacher that everybody likes because you get no homework and they're so easy on you. Like, yeah, you may like them, but are they the best thing for your development as a, as a student? Probably not. Same concept. They may really like DJ, but they're not responding to him. Do they like DJ? Hell yeah, but is he what they need? I really don't think so. They they need something different. What do you guys think? 
I'd, I'd say, yeah. Um, he, he He's not going to be the player to bring them to the dance. He's he, he's a development coach, cut and dry. That's just that's what he is. Now that we're at, at a window of where he's supposed to be competing, I go out and I get an experienced coach that knows what he's doing. Yeah, so kind of AHL head coach or like an assistant coach or you can be a head coach of an NHL team that's like up and coming. But when you're at that point where you're you're trying to make the show, he's not the right guy. Phil, what do you think, dude? I'm with you on that one, to be honest with you. Uh, like I mentioned earlier, uh, he's a solid dude. He's obviously well-respected uh, amongst the locker room, uh, the community. It's even gone and said that a lot of coaches and other um, other organizations, like people in, involved in the organizations, respect them as well too. But um, I think it's time to move on. Look at what happened in Edmonton with Jay Woodcroft, uh, with Dean the other day in Minnesota. Those are both both coaches that had like a point six seven winning percentage over the last two seasons. Have have been fantastic in regards to helping the team win. Obviously. This season, uh, Minnesota's coach got fired for a seven-game losing streak. I, I, thought, Woodcroft, I thought Woodcroft would be the domino to start this shit, but maybe this yeah. is. Like, I was going through and, like, uh, I sent myself the spreadsheet. I'll send it to you guys. But DJ, in his four seasons and the 17 games here now, he has a point four one five winning percentage and a 0.47 points percentage yeah, in four, four seasons. And with a roster that was hot garbo in his first year, in his second season, well, we had the COVID bubble, right? Uh, there wasn't really much in regards to that. And uh, 21-22, it started getting better. Timmy started playing good. And then obviously we got Giroux last year traded for Chikrin late in the season and all that, and things started going started going well. He is not good in October. He's not good in November. Not Only good in December and April. Those are his two best months. December, he has a 51% winning percentage, 50% winning percentage, and a 50... I think we lost Phil there. Uh, yeah, I think so. That's okay. We'll get Phil back. He'll come, he'll come back in. We'll, we'll get him back up. Uh, we'll move on for now really quick. Um, oh, there, Phil, you back. Yeah. You cut out like, and you were just frozen. And all I see is your handsome face with no, no <laughs> mouth moving. Uh, oh. <laughs> well, yeah. well, I'm glad back. <laughs> we'll, we'll move on, though. We'll move on, though, okay? So with Ann Lauer and Steos not really having any ties to the players, they haven't been here since day one. They haven't been through the struggles. They haven't been there for the drafting, the development, nothing. Do you think that it's time for them to make some hard trades? And if so, realistically, who would you guys move? I'll go start with you, Phil, since you got cut off last. Um, I think there's – to get the best return, I mean, Joseph has played lights out uh, to start the season off. He's – Got over ten points. Is back to like what he was when we when we traded for him uh, a couple seasons ago. Um, the only other people would be Branstrom, possibly to 
get something back and it would just be JBD would be the other guy that I'd move because if we put him on waivers, we lose him for nothing. I'd rather get something for him. You know what I mean? Whether it's like a third round pick, a second round pick, uh, a prospect or something like at least something that we can use as maybe another trade trade trip. And then the other guy would be Kubelik. I He's hot Garbo. I'm done with him after 17 games. I think uh, if he doesn't improve, I know he's a streaky player. Um, and when he heats up, he heats up. But we don't need streaky players. We need good guys. Yeah, consistency, consistency is what we need. Yeah. 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 Eric, what about you? Who do you think we should be moving? So, I mean, I'm going to say it, it's either Kubalik, Branny, Joseph, or Tot. Taken, I know some people probably aren't gonna like this, but maybe Batherson. Um, if we want to potentially sh- sh- shake things up because things aren't corking, that's that's an option. He he has a really good contract, so we'd we'd need something similar back. But that's I I could see it happening. So I spat this trade out the other day, and I just want to pick your brains about it. So if Otto were to trade Drake Batherson, for example, JBD to Chicago for Elias Lindholm, who's a who's who's up for a contract this year coming up next year. So his contract expires. Uh, he's making under five mil. He's obviously going to want more money than that. But with Tarasenko coming off the books, I think Lindholm, who is probably one of the best two-way players in the damn league, is that something you guys would entertain, or if it was like? Batherson, JBD in a second. Was that something you guys would look at? Eric, what do you think? Well, first, I, th- I think you mean Calgary, not Chicago. But Did I say Chicago? Yeah. Oh, shit. That's, I got Chicago <laughs> on my mind after all the shit that just happened. All good. Um, <laughs> I think a lot of people do. <laughs> I, I, I'd, I'd say Lindholm is definitely a good option to try for. Um, if, with Calgary potentially doing a sell-off, if if they're willing to make a trade to like that, I why not? I'd do it. Yeah, do, Phil. Do you think that's a uh, here? Well, I'll give you a Twitter poll live. Is that a Ottawa says no, Calgary says no, or fair trade? Um, I think it'd be a fair trade to be honest with you. Uh, Contract-wise, it's pretty comparable. Um, but like you said, he's like one of the, one of the better, like one of the, one of the better two way players in the league. Uh, I mean, he, he's, my only beef is he, he's a streaky player as well too. Like I'm looking at his stats right now. Like, yeah, but my mentality is, is if you're going to be streaky, like some of the other guys we have. At the very least, you got to be good defensively, which is what Ottawa's dire need of. But Lindholm is, is I think, still better than than most people give him, give him credit for. But I agree, oh, he's streaky. But if his defensive game, which is what he's always been really known for, kind of, I would honestly probably put him, you know, just after like Bergeron, maybe maybe second or third as far as the best two way player in the league. Like he's really good. So that's kind of where my mentality went is. Getting a guy who can still put up points, but also a guy who's smart defensively, who can help on that side of things. 
Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, so, so no, Eric, hot take, yes, I agree. Batherson was on my list too. Uh, Kubalik as well. But what I'm trying to think of is guys that we can trade that would get us a return that would that would better us. So, like, better defensive forwards. Because when you got the Timmies and Brady and stuff like that, like, you can score. Like, you can score. What we need help with is keeping the puck out of our net. So, defensive forwards would be good. Even Tarasenko. <clears throat> I don't think you're going to get, the like, anything major for him. But at the end of the day, he's quietly having a decent season. And I think he's got some trade value. And you can bring in a decent prospect who's defensively responsible. And I think... You know, like I, I think would help better us at the end of the day. But we are going to get Pinto back, who's also you know defensively sound. So mm-hmm. there's, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, guys. So overall, freaking coffin. <clears throat> but I think it'd, it'd be a good option. Um, so I said earlier, Corpusalo kind of isn't really the one to blame. Uh, he has led in some bad goals, but I kind of get a sense, and I don't know if you guys are in the same mentality where we're like, we signed a guy with a lot of hype. And he's kind of turning out to be the opposite. Uh, again, it's not all on him. Uh, but in my opinion, I just don't think he's as good as we expected him to be. Uh, again, he hasn't played you know 16 games, 17 games yet. But uh, Eric, what do you what do you think about Quirk? Do you think he's as advertised and he's he's going to be good and he's been good, or do you think he's a little bit of a bust? Um. I, I don't think he's necessarily a bust, but I think the system in front of him is had definitely not helping his numbers. Um, yep. we, we need to be much better defensively, which in turn will help um, Corpus Allo, um do his job better. If, if his defense in front of him is doing their job right, he he will have less high high danger chances against him, and likely less goals. Jelly, what do you think? I'm with you on that one. Um, I mean, he uh, we haven't really been doing him any favors, to be honest with you, with uh, helping him out, put like leaving him out to dry. Uh, I'm looking at like some stats and whatnot, like he is right now middle of the pack, but that also doesn't uh, translate very well to him other than uh, like we've, we've left, left him out high and dry. Uh, We're giving up too many scoring chances, giving up too many shots. Um, If we were to be a little better sound defensively in the games that we actually have played very well um, and have won, It's the team in front of him that is causing him to be where he is. It's not him himself. I mean, probably a couple of goals here and there. Bad bounces. <laughs> Fucking bounces. The bounces. But no, yeah, I, I'm with you guys. I mean, I look at it, at it, how he was with L.A. Like, he didn't he play great for L.A.? And Yeah, and they had a really good defense. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Um, Shabbat and Greg are set to come back probably Friday. How excited are you guys, Eric? How excited are you to see Shabbat and Greg back? I'm pretty happy. Um, I th- I think we need need a Greg's energy and his his uh, feistiness back. Um, 
the Shabbat, we just, we, everybody hates on, well, not everybody, but a, a lot of people hate on Shabbat a little too much. And with him being out, I, I think we've seen the difference that he, he can make. Look at the power play difference. Exactly. We have bombed on the power play, right? Like yeah. Shabbat quarterback in that PP1 is is crucial. We fucking we need that shit back. Yeah, we need them both back real bad. Phil, which one are you more excited for? Greg or Shabbat? Uh, to be honest with you, uh, I mean, I love Shabbat. Great dude. Uh, good player. But we, we're missing uh, the firecracker and, and Ridley. Like, uh, he he's as advertised. Makes missing Pinto a little uh, a little easier having somebody out that actually can play the puck two ways and can be that defensive forward, but also use his body, get himself into uh, spots to give better opportunities to to score. Like look how well he played with with Giroux last season towards the end of the year with Pinto and everything with everybody being out, stepping in for Norris. He's definitely uh, one guy I've missed since he's been out, missing those few games there with the uh, with his high ankle sprain. Yeah, I feel like Grieg was really starting to come into his game before he got injured. Like, we were starting to see that pesky side of him and, you know, getting into people's faces, pissing people off, which is what we need, right? And then, like yeah. I said, with Shabbat, we really need him back on that power play, man, because holy shit, is it it's night and day. Like, it's really night and day since he's been out. It's insane. Oh, man. Um, so with Grieg and Shabbat coming back, okay, everyone's healthy the rest of this month. Are we, are we a playoff team at the end of December? Phil? Um, I mean, if we keep playing like how we're playing right now, no, I don't think so. I think, uh, if we keep faltering, I think the writing will be on the wall by the end of the month and we'll just be fighting for a lottery pick. Uh, but if we can figure things out and, get the game going, I think for sure we, if we come out of the month in a positive, uh, in a positive win column, then definitely for sure we can fight to live, to see another day. We'll say. Eric, what do you think, dude? Are we a playoff team at the end of the month? Um, if both of them coming back actually gives us a boost, is then yes. Um, but is this play as of late? It, if it keeps up, I definitely not. Yeah, so I'm in the same boat. Right now, I'm saying no. I, I Shabbat and Greg are, and Ridley Greg are gonna make a difference. I just don't know how much of a difference they're gonna make. Uh, Ottawa, I think, are a little down on some confidence. Um, I, I also really would like to see Castellic back. Just. I never thought I'd say this, but I, I miss having Castellic at the back end there. Like he's on the fourth line. He's he's gonna come back in and bring some of that energy. Like that fourth line energy is always good to have, and he was really good at playing that part. Um, yeah, it's it, honestly, it's the November is gonna be nothing. It's it's just a shitty month. December is gonna be the month that's gonna really entail what the hell's gonna happen with us for the playoffs. So, yeah, um, getting into a couple nonsense things to. To end the episode, so Patrick Kane signs with the Detroit Red Wings. 
I bet a Canadian toonie with an American that he'd sign with Dallas. So I need to send somebody a goddamn toonie because of this. Um, so does Patrick Kane really make Detroit that much better? Eric, what do you think? Um, I'm going to say yes. Um, <laughs> seeing the Kane to bring it connection in Chicago, you you can't deny that. Um, now, whether it was just luck or not, I, I don't know. But I'm I'm gonna say yes. Him coming to Detroit is is gonna set to bring it on fire. And unfortunately, I I think they're gonna do some damage. Phil, what do you think? Um, I don't know. To be honest with you, well, he's coming back from my like, hip resurfacing surgery. I think on both his hips, and that's something that Backstrom had gotten um, the previous offseason as well too, fought to come back, but unfortunately had to step away because it didn't feel like he um, could play at the level of his game. Do I think he'll give a spark to the Detroit lineup? Yeah, definitely. Uh, he's still, if he can find his game, uh, he's a po- pretty much a point of game player when, when healthy in a lineup. So I think might be a little bit of an adjustment, but I think uh, I think that uh, I don't think he'll put up very good numbers to start off. Uh, but I think that uh, he might have a positive impact on the right run. on the right on the money. See, I was I was yeah. gonna say for the rest of this season, he's gonna start slow. He'll be okay. And honestly, we can both we can all three admit. Like Detroit's going to make the playoffs, and I think that's where he's going to come through and shine. Is he'll he'll go in there, he'll be a calming presence. There's a couple of guys I've been to the show before, but he's he's a veteran. He's won cups, and I think the playoffs are where he's going to really shine. Yeah, three cups exactly, Philly. Yeah, and I don't think I don't think he'll do anything crazy. I think he'll just kind of be kind of like what Tarasenko is to Ottawa right now. Oh yeah, for sure. <clears throat> so, all right. Lastly. Corey Perry was put on unconditional waivers uh, with the intent to terminate his contract. The Chicago Blackhawks won't really come out and say what's what. Uh, They've always said after the last allegation that they had with them that they would be a little more transparent. Uh, Now, at the end of the day, I understand that they can't come out and just say what happened. Uh, From my understanding, um, it seems like it's something pretty severe, so I was listening to Ian Mendez on TSN 1200 earlier, and he was saying they ended it with, like, Mr. Perry. He's like, I've never seen an NHL organization refer to a player in any way by Mr. Whatever and not wishing them well in their future. They didn't wish him well in their in his future. They called him Mr. Perry. There was rumors that he had slept with Bedard's mom. That they have come out 100% and totally said, like, no, it's not true. Frank Valley said the same thing, like, hey, like these are disgusting, like like rumors. It's totally false. So, I mean, at the end of the day, they're not going to come out and be like, "Yeah, Corey Perry fucked Bedard's mom," but they're just straight up coming out and denying it. Uh, so we don't actually know what happened. Will we ever know? Who knows? Uh, I'm going to start with you, Philly. Where's your mind at with this? Like, what what the fuck happened? <laughs> I think after like what happened with uh, everything else that happened with within that organization. I think that with Kyle Davidson and 
the leadership team that they have in place are really starting to try and write their ship and redo their brand. Um, so with that, they're probably hold all their players to a super duper high standard now and a no BS approach to anything. They probably have code of conducts that they sign that they have to adhere to, to anything. And if they do anything to, uh, negatively impact the organization and put a bad light on them. I, I think that's what we're seeing now. And that's what's happening is that he did something severe enough to warrant not only uh, messing with his future with that organization, but also putting his NHL career in serious doubt, right? No, no one's no, if nobody knows what's going on, nobody's going to want to sign him. It'll be a, a very low risk signing now because He'll come in, sign the veteran minimum of $775,000, right? And maybe be good on another team. But obviously but, he did something bad enough to warrant being released and have his contract terminated. But at the end of the day, he was brought in to be kind of a mentor to kids, right? On a on mm-hmm. a shit, on a shitty team. Mm-hmm. So if if a team that's at the bottom of the standings doesn't want him there. I don't see a winning team being like, well, we'll take him despite the bullshit, right? Like, we don't know what happened. And I'm ho- hopefully some sort of hint comes out so that we can dangle like, hey, you took our first round pick away from us for some bullshit. This is twice you, you know, let Chicago get away with fucking dumbass shit and not get punished for it, right? Like, okay, we let him go for the contract. Yeah, but you know what? We fired Pierre Dorian. So... Same, same. Why, 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 why were we so punished? Anyways, <laughs> I, I could talk about this one for a long time, so I'm fucking pissed at the NHL for that. So, uh, Eric, this whole Perry thing, man, what's your take on it? Um, half after them hiding the whole sexual assault situation, I, I can't really put in any trust in, into what they're saying. So, I mean, I don't really believe it when they say oh it, 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 the allegations about Bedard's mom are 100% wrong I'm sorry but with the past history with that team I I don't buy it see if bit. if Perry wasn't married then I'd be like who cares you know give that guy dabs like his mom is hot but mm-hmm. Corey Perry's mom Corey Perry's married and Bedard's mom is I'm, I'm assuming single because I've only ever seen pictures of him and his mom. I've never seen a picture of his dad. So I don't know what the whole situation is there. But yeah, it's a it's a fucked up situation at the end of the day. So but um yeah, that's all we got for you guys. Hopefully you guys enjoyed episode four. Uh you know, feel free to follow us, give us a listen, uh retweet this episode, and we just want to say thanks for joining us. And uh go sends go. Go sends go. go.